So the question is this, how can 50 plus folks like us, honest and hardworking, how do we manage our current responsibilities and still plan for retirement? 401ks alone won't be enough and we don't have 40 years to save. So how do we leverage our experience and wisdom to gain financial independence? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Tim and welcome to The Revolution, The Revolution FI Podcast. Welcome to the Hump Day edition of the Revolution FI Podcast. I'm Tim, and this is the Book Club of the Month episode. And for the month of December 2020, we are going to be taking a deeper look at the $100 startup, reinvent the way you make a living, do what you love, and create a new future by Chris Gillibo. Before we get into the book today, just a reminder, if you need to grab the Solopreneur Formula Worksheet from RevolutionFI.com, you can do it right now. Download it instantly. And hey, maybe you can start your $100 startup with that worksheet. Okay, let's get into The $100 Startup by Chris Gillibo. This is a fantastic book. Uh, One of the challenges that I realized I was facing when I did The One Thing by Gary Keller is that it's impossible to hit everything in the book that I want to in four short segments. So it's forcing me to really pull out what I think is the most important stuff. But really, if any of what I'm talking about is of interest to you, you should definitely read the book. And there will be a link in the show notes. Definitely grab it. And if you want to read it during this month, it's certainly something you could comfortably read in four weeks as we move through it here on the podcast. All right, so let's crack the spine on the $100 startup and get into a few segments that I have pulled out to talk about. All right, in the very beginning, I think this was important. Chris set up the context for the book. He says, remember, this book isn't about founding a big internet startup and it isn't about opening a traditional business by putting on a suit and begging for money at the bank. Instead, it's the account of people who found a way to live their dreams and make a good living from something they care deeply about. What if their success could be replicated? What if there was a master plan you could follow, learning from those who have made it happen? Spoiler alert, Chris is definitely going to share that with us. I love I love the the opening uh, sentiment of this book. It, we're not talking about Silicon Valley startups and and venture capital firms and lots of seed money or applying for loans from the Small Business Administration. We're talking about simple things you can do that you care deeply about that you can start with a hundred bucks or less. And I think that's a fantastic approach. It's a great way to frame not only this book discussion. But start thinking about that in your, own, in your own life. What are the things that you care deeply about that you could teach other people how to do and make some money on that? Well, that's my spin, but we're going to come back to that. Okay, second segment in, uh, from The $100 Startup. Chris says, this blueprint does not involve secrets, shortcuts, or gimmicks. There are no visualization exercises here. If you think you can manifest your way to money simply by thinking about it, Put this book down and spend your time doing that. Instead, this book is all about practical things you can do to take responsibility for your own future. Read it if you want to build something beautiful on the road to freedom. Again, I so love the sentiment here. This is not a hack. Uh, This is not a get-rich-quick kind of idea, and that's not what I'm doing here at Revolution FI either. What Chris is talking about and what I'm trying to implement is to start down a path in 
thinking about who it is you can serve and what they need and what skill set you have that will serve those people. But this is not something that is going to happen in a week or uh, a month. And this is not something you can use a, a vision board to manifest, as Chris said. This is going to take some real work. And it's going to take some, you rolling up your sleeves and, and getting into it. And I don't think you're afraid of that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. But it is not a secret shortcut or gimmick. And I, and I love that approach too. All right. The next uh, and third segment of the book I want to talk about for today is what Chris calls the follow your passion model. He says many people are interested in building a business that is based on a hobby or activity they are especially enthusiastic about. As we'll see, not every passion leads to big bank deposits, but some certainly do. So here were a few of the criteria that Chris used in helping other people and writing the book. And uh, he sort of used these as benchmarks to figure out what that follow your passion model could look like. As he said, not every passion is going gonna, is gonna to earn you big bank. And clearly the, the size of the audience and the people in need are going to have a big part of that. But there are certainly basic skill sets that can be applied in different ways. All right, there are uh, five items here that Chris mentioned. He said, first of all, low startup costs. He was looking for people who could build something um, with less than $1,000, especially with those that could do it with less than $100. Secondly, he wanted at least 50000 a year in net income. Uh, so this is uh, as le at least as much as the average North American income, or it was eight years ago. Uh, but, and that range, that range will vary, but he believed that a baseline profitability of fifty grand a year was required. Thirdly, he said no special skills. He was looking for ordinary people who created successful businesses. So this did not include degrees or certifications or long trainings uh, to get to this place. These are simple things that people could learn in a short amount of time. His example was, you could learn to be a coffee roaster on the job, but hopefully not a dentist. He was looking for people who had a full financial disclosure. So people who participated in his study had to be willing to tell him all about their, their finances, their actual income for at least the previous two years. And finally, he was looking for people who had fewer than five employees. Now, he, uh, he explained that he was looking for unexpected or accidental entrepreneurs who chose to remain small. I like to use the term solopreneur for this. Uh, just because you're a solopreneur doesn't mean you have to do everything yourself. But the idea is you don't have a team, you don't have a staff or employees because that complicates matters. So I think that's a good framework for setting up this book and kind of what we're going to talk about. And uh, next Wednesday, we'll come back with part two of The $100 Startup by Chris Gillibo. Tomorrow's Thursday. You know that means Hair of the Blog is back. Tomorrow, I'm going to uh, be talking about a somewhat informal response to Substack, which is all the rage right now. And I'm going to give you a little hint here. The title for tomorrow's show is You Won't Be Able to Retire on a Paid Newsletter. So come on back tomorrow. I'll see you on Thursday. Have a good one. Get the Solopreneur Formula Worksheet for free by going to revolutionfi.com. Intro and outro music is Cool Rock by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under the Creative Commons License 4.0.